taking the red pill versus the blue pill, right? It's like mm -hmm. you, you realize that there's this world that people don't know about. Welcome to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network Podcast, hashtag the network. This is episode four, brought to you by Michigan Investment Title. Hi, everybody. My name is Erica. Today, we just wanted to introduce you to some of our founding members so you can know their expertise, and we're going to share the love and a little education here. So um, let's go around and introduce ourselves. You want to go first, Jeff? Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, Jeff Ship here. I've uh, been in real estate here now for, been doing it full time for about three years now. Uh, in with a great group of people here uh, with this networking. Uh, honored to be at this podcast. And about it for right now. We'll go through some of the rest of it going on. Sounds great. Hi, my name's Paul Beats, uh, real estate investor. Uh, I've been at it probably less than a year now. So. I'm excited to be part of the group, and this uh, uh, it's honored to be on this podcast. All Hello. right, Tio. Well, my name's Tio, Tio Bogdan. Uh, I've been doing, I've been in real estate for about four or five years now, uh, doing rentals and uh, some wholesaling and uh, flips and stuff. So, very happy to be on this podcast. Very nice. Um, my name is Erica. I own Michigan Investment Title. I've been in title now for 25 years. I've bought and sold a couple investment properties myself. So I think we all bring a lot to the group and each of you um, specialize in a different area of investing. So Jeff, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your investing life is like? Uh, right now, my investing life, of course, you know, when you're in this, it kind of morphs a little bit. You know, you do some things, you change and you find kind of what you want to really get into. Uh, lately what I've got into and what I'm kind of honing down to is I'm doing a lot of Detroit properties and uh, I'm doing a lot of what's called hoteling now. I was doing wholesaling, now I'm breaking it down to hoteling. Uh, Do which you is a form. give us, yeah, I was going to say you want to break it yeah. down a little bit. A lot of people don't know the difference. Um, okay, let's break it down. Wholesaling is basically where you're selling the assignable contract. You get it underneath the contract and you sell that contract to another investor or in sometimes even, you know, an end user. Hotel, so that's like a double close. Yeah, kind of, yeah, you can do like a double close. The wholetailing is you actually buy the property, you find the great deal, you buy it, you get it into your name, title it totally into your name, get all the, as Erica knows, get the title issues worked out. You get all that. Sometimes you clean them up a little bit, sometimes you don't, and then you just resell them. But at that point in time, because you own them, you can put it on the MLS. People can see it from out of state, out of country. And that's kind of the direction that I'm now taking. And it, to me, it really works in the city of Detroit, especially, because you can take control of it. That's awesome. And Paul, you actually do a lot of remote work. That's right. Yeah. So I invest out of state right now. I haven't uh, broken into the Michigan market. Um, <clears throat> I have three properties in Indianapolis in various stages of the investment. Uh, the first one actually rented out here in January 
and uh, I've got one that's uh, in rehab right now, and I actually just bought another here at the end of February that we're working on. It's just a light turn. So got three properties and hoping to pick up a few more here towards the end of the year. That's great. And so how does that work being remote? Do you have people in Indiana that, that help with that, yeah. or is that all on you? No. So it's, you know, when you, the education, you, the other podcasts you hear, a lot of people say you need a really great team to be able to do it out of state. And uh, that's what I've got there in Indianapolis. So I've got a property manager lined up. Property manager is my eyes and ears on the ground. Um, <clears throat> I have a CPA. I have, uh, you know, attorney. I have uh, uh, people in the area, rehabbers that I trust that, uh, you know, they'll run over to properties and check them out or, you know, they collect the rent for me. So my goal, you know, being a currently a w W-2 employee here in Michigan, uh, I, I try to make it as much of a passive activity as possible, right? I just want to collect the uh, the rent checks. And market-wise, I mean, compared to Michigan, are you? Yeah, actually, you know, my wife and I have been looking at some properties here, and uh, Indianapolis is a really awesome place to invest. Um, one of the big things that we see is that the taxes on the properties are less than half of what you see here. We were just looking wow. at a place over in uh, Roseville, right? We uh, just doing some research and the numbers if it was in indianapolis the taxes uh it the numbers would work right but up here you know the taxes what were they two thousand dollars uh you know a year whereas you know i was just looking at my properties last night that um, that's under rehab you know they're five hundred dollars a year oh right? that's oh, that's huge a huge difference. difference yeah right and so that's the difference between whether it's going to cash flow or whether it's going to you know not so mm -hmm. uh, it's a great market you know the rental is on fire there's plenty of wholesalers, wholesalers that you, I could pick up properties from because I'm not, you know, into the the skip tracing and you know chasing owners down, right? I just want to buy a property that's got uh, good numbers, run the numbers, and and then get it cash flowing. Very cool. Tio, you want to tell us about what you're doing here? Yeah. So um, I'm kind of similar to Paul, where I have a W-2 job, and I started investing, like I said, four or five years ago. Um, started getting into rentals, and uh, Pretty much the past two years, I haven't been able to find any any deals, so I just started mailing uh, the, in the cities that I was interested in, and uh, had actual pretty good luck with it. So now I'm just pretty much wholesaling, not really wholesaling. I kind of like to have control of it, and then once I have it, I can decide if um, you know between my few exit plans, if I want to go to. Uh, you know, just keep it as a rental or flip it to someone or just flip it myself or, you know, whatever it may be. So you look at all the exit strategies. You're not just specializing in, in one. Yeah. You're looking at a bunch of them. Yep. Yeah. The, the main reason I started doing like the direct mail and kind of trying to find deals that way was I couldn't find any more deals for myself to buy. And uh, I was like, well, we gotta gotta do something. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to quit. Yep. Started uh, <laughs> expanding. <laughs> So, Paul, how did your journey start? So, what made you get interested, and then how did you actually take that first step for your first deal? You talking to Jeff? Jeff. Oh, you said Paul. Oh, did I say Paul? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, how I got started was, long story short, I retired, and I got bored. I was always interested in real estate, but that's a terrible problem to have. <laughs> I retired and I'm like, you know what? I've always had a passion for real estate. So I went into it full time. And, uh, the first thing I started doing was I started looking for fix and flips, you know, which most people start out. 
And at that time, the economy was really starting to take off, so they were getting harder to find. So I, I actually backed into the first deal I ever did was a wholesale deal. And I really didn't understand wholesaling, didn't really know a whole lot about it, but I pulled it off. We made some money, didn't make a fortune on it, but we made some money. And um, then once I started doing that more and more, and I did a couple fix and flips and stuff like that, and I really found out what I really liked doing and that was the wholesaling and hoteling. So my journey went off to that, and that's kind of where it's led me now. And right now, that's mainly all I'm doing. I'm working on a fix and flip right now. When I get that done, I'll be done with them for a while. And <laughs> I just want to stick with the hoteling and start picking up rentals. You know, and, and that's kind of the direction I'm going. And, but that's how it started. I just kind of backed into it on accident, you know, and the wholesaling. So why did the city of Detroit? There's a lot of people that look at the suburbs and, and not the city, but you seem to to enjoy working in the city of Detroit. Is that yeah, where you're I, finding the deals? Yeah, I actually do. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, for me personally, a lot of people hesitate going down there. But for me, it's easy. <clears throat> I'm comfortable down there. Um, there's a ton of deals if you look hard enough and you find them. Uh, they're easier to sell, in my opinion, to the out-of-state investors, out-of-country investors. You sell to them, and, and that's what kind of attracted me, and I do like the city. I just, I love the city. I love the homes, you know, and a big thing is a lot of the people down there truly, when they call you, they truly, truly need help, and that's part of the great part of it. You're able to help them people out, and you know, get them out of a lot of jams that they're in. And that's real rewarding. That would be. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize is when they talk about real estate investors, they're thinking of commercial properties or, or strip malls or making big developments. They don't think of a real estate investor to help them out because they're about to lose their home to foreclosure or taxes or they just have to get out. The home's falling kind of apart and they don't have enough money to fix it up. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize that a real estate investor can actually help them. Yeah. You know, instead, you know, they think of a real estate agent and they're not, that's not going to work for them in certain situations. No, it's really not. If, when you go into some of these houses, like you said, a great point is you go in there and a lot of people don't have the money to do the repairs. Repairs are very expensive. Their house might be falling down and they're elderly. They don't have the money. A lot of times you run into, they're trying to move into their kids because they're getting older or something's happening. And, you know, it's just really a lot of them are in a desperate situation. And, you know, and that, that's really what our job is as a wholesaler or as a real estate investor. When you think about it, you're a helper. You're a problem solver. And that is where we make our money is helping people solve their problem. You know, more problems you solve, more you get rewarded. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Paul, how about you? How did that journey start for you to get into investing? Yeah, so uh, we actually moved here to Michigan from Georgia. Um, I was working a pretty rough W-2 job, you know, ridiculous hours. And I was just looking for an opportunity to kind of reduce my hours, spend more time with the family, um, camping and, you know, being outdoors. Uh, so online, we, I had found, a, uh, I think it was like a Facebook ad for uh, replace your mortgage. So it's basically the idea of you refinance your traditional mortgage into a first lien HELOC. And then because it's simple interest uh, and you can park all of your cash and savings in that HELOC, 
it reduces the, the amount of principal and therefore you're not exposed to as much interest and you could pay off you know any b balance you know very very quickly right instead of writing out a 30-year mortgage and you buy a house for you and a house for the bank right so hopefully we'll have a chance to talk more on detail yeah. about that later but um, I signed up you know got the education uh, and I got into this private Facebook group that is subscription only for these uh, this organization that helps you you know find a first lien HELOC bank and get you started and when I got in there um, all of these people that now have equity in their homes that they can go use they can uh, go and buy rental properties so it was a whole bunch of you know real estate investors that were in this Facebook group and I knew nothing about real estate you know up until uh, 2017 2018 um, you know I was just a standard w-2 job you know investing in my 401k and just trying to you know make it that way so I started learning more about this and uh, you know using the HELOC as uh, a, a means to uh, uh, buy up rental properties and investments and uh, that's how I got started uh, so so you actually just kind of happened to run into it looking in a way to um, invest your own personal money right exactly yeah but I mean you know then you know in that Facebook group you, you start doing some research and oh well I need to learn more about this real estate thing and then of course there's all kinds of education out there and podcasts and it, it was a, a you know taking the red pill versus the blue pill right it's like mm -hmm. you, you realize that there's this world that people don't know about right and uh, so I'm it, it really that that HELOC strategy and learning about real estates changed our life and and how we look about you know our future and our, our retirement very cool and Tio, how did you get sucked into real estate investing? Well, <clears throat> I pretty much, I graduated college, got an engineering degree, started working my job, and I like sat there and I like looked around and I was like, all these people are not happy. Like, they just were not happy. Everyone was stressed out. It was just not a good look. I wasn't happy. So I was like, I gotta figure something out. So I started like reading books and just digging into what I could do, you know, what kind of business to do or what you know try to find something you know kind of like a way out almost so then i somehow i stumbled upon real estate investing it was probably like a book right just reading random like entrepreneurial books and then i stumbled across real estate and i was like hey you know my dad used to build houses back in the day i would help them work on houses so i was like i like houses and uh i pretty much that's that's how it came about and uh i bought my first place and uh just a conventional I, my first place was in royal oak and uh you know most of my friends were buying houses right out of college you know um i bought a rental kept living at home and uh i bought it and a few days later had it you know after i bought it had it rented it didn't need any work and uh i was like driving away from there and i was like holy crap like these people are paying my mortgage and i'm making money off this like I need to buy more, 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 <laughs> more, right? So <laughs> that's pretty much how I got started. And it was pretty much that just dislike and, I don't know, just not being fulfilled with what you do at work, really. So is there a point that you would consider quitting the day job? Or is this always just going to be a, a supplemental part of your plan? Um, you said this isn't going on everywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I actually have a goal right now, 
and it's in three months, three months and a few days that I'm gonna go full in on real estate. You could consider that as two weeks. That congratulations, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm very excited. Good for you. So yeah, yeah. What about you, Paul? Yeah, same thing. Uh, This isn't going public. Uh, no, so my wife, when we moved up here, we had already kind of gotten into real estate and we were thinking, um, I don't want to do this W2 thing right any longer. Um, you know, uh, I make very good money, but I earn every dime of that. And, uh, I like the idea of passive income and being able to travel and, uh, you know, spend time with my kids during the day. And, uh, so we actually have a goal, um, 31 doors. And then that's our kind of Clayton Morris, you know, freedom number, so to speak. Uh, we figured up, you know, cash flow from 31 doors will replace my income. Uh, don't do any math, anybody. Uh, but uh, 31 doors, and uh, we, I can retire at, at that point from my W-2 job. Uh, and I'm, we're thinking it's probably going to be, you know, or two or three years to get there. But, you know, we're actually ahead of our, our scheduled plan for this year. And I'm, if I'm able to pick up a few more doors this year, then we'll be well on our way. So um, I don't know exactly what it is in the future, but we're definitely on aggressive path to to be able to to drop the W-2. Well, and I know your wife is very supportive, and she actually has an active interest in a different type of real estate investing yeah. as well. So you guys are, are quite the team. Yeah, we are. Uh, and she has. She's been super supportive all along the way. Um, and actually, you know, she went and got a college education when she and I first met. And, you know, the, the conversation we had is, you know, don't go get a, a degree if you're not going to go get a W-2 and use it. And she had a W-2 down in Georgia. She wasn't happy with that. Um, and so when we moved up here, she decided, she's like, you know what, I, I don't want to do a W-2. You're doing this investing. Uh, you know, we're doing fine just on your W-2 income. So um, I actually introduced her. There was some education that we bought up for uh, doing Airbnbs. And it's a unique type of Airbnb, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, I've got to go buy an asset, you know, maybe fix it up, maybe not, and then furnish it and rent, uh, list it on Airbnb. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to carry assets to do that. You can go rent it like anybody would rent a property, and then you can list on Airbnb. And, and as long as there's some margin there, you can, you know, make money there. So that's what we did. And uh, like you said, she's been super supportive, and um, it's been uh, quite an education uh, from that side of the business as well. When I heard her strategy for, for the Airbnbs, I, yeah. it was amazing because she actually took it and tweaked it yeah. to really make it work, So, oh, yeah. which is awesome. Yep. You know Very. what the best part of that is? What's that? That we met at Aria or wherever we met, and now we're in business together because I had a house that was coming up for rent. Everybody's like, hey, I do this. I'm like, oh, let's try it. And yeah. <laughs> there you go. So. Oh. And I guess that speaks volumes to to networking yeah, and networking. getting to these groups yep. and and making it, it happen, making it work, and sharing and educating and helping not only your own business grow, but you're actually able to help others. Yep, absolutely. And I know that was a really important part to Jeff yeah. is is to help people out. Um, so keys for success. What are what are things that you would tell people to be prepared for or to make sure that they have before they really start jumping into real estate investing? Well, I'll I tell you what, the really key that you got to have for if you want to jump into real estate investing is you just need to have some passion and really understand that you got to put work into it. This isn't HGTV. It, it's real. 
you got to put some work into it to make it happen to make your dreams like you know the people across from us right here you know they're they've got a goal and to make that goal you've got to you got to reach for it you got to push for it and that's all part of it so you know really the biggest thing I, I see in people is just get out there make it happen work at it work at it work at it and be consistent and and that's the biggest thing in real estate investing just be consistent and have a passion and you will have a passion because once you get going you'll find oh this does work and oh I can make my dreams come true I can make this really happen yeah Paul yeah I I've mentioned it several times I think the biggest uh, thing that that people try to jump into this is they try to jump in it without education and I from when I learned about real estate to when I finally bought my first property it was probably six months right and I consumed as much education as I could and there is plenty of free education this podcast itself is an education and I er encourage everybody to consume there's so much free information out there do not drop 20 grand with a guru right and go to these seminars because that 20 grand you could put down on a rental and instead of you know it going to the guru's pocket it's going to cash flow for you right so i really encourage everybody to go out and get the education but once you get the education don't uh, try to avoid this analysis paralysis you got to pull the trigger right and so many people you know they they educate and they educate and they educate and they just cannot pull the trigger and i I'll admit, you know, I, I've got a W-2 job, so I'm, I, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, and uh, so I can appreciate for people that may not be in the, in the same situation how difficult it is to pull the trigger. But you got to go. And I think this is my own experience, to, you know, your Royal Oak property. Um, once you do it the first, it, it, it gets easier from there on out, right? Uh, but you just got to get started. You got to pull the trigger. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. That's the biggest thing because we call we see success zombies, right? They go and they pretty much buy every program, buy all that stuff, and they just study it, but they don't do anything with it. You know, it's it's not serving them. Yeah. And sometimes too much knowledge is you don't you don't need that much. You know, it's you just learn the basics. That's what I did. Like when I when I first started doing it, I didn't even know there were reels, podcasts, anything. Like I read a few books. And then like Googled some stuff and I was like, all right, well, let's try it. It was like as simple as, okay, this is how much a house is selling for. Like I didn't use calculators. I didn't use like any of that. I Googled how much, uh, or I went on Zillow, I think. And I was like, okay, houses are selling for X amount and they're renting for this amount. So I was like, I ran the numbers and I'm like, okay, so I'll make, you know, this much money. Let's do it. Right. So then I started looking for a house, found it, bought it, rented it and it worked. And I was like, Let's keep doing this. This is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you when um, the gurus come to town, my phones here at the title company are ringing off the hook, mm -hmm. you know, and they're all calling and do you work with investors and they want to know, they want to know. And then usually nothing, nothing happens, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, I mean, you got to kind of take it and, and run with it. If you're going to, especially if you're going to invest the money into going to a program, I mean, you really need to, like you said, be able to pull the trigger um, I know people that have done 60 grand plus, you know, and still haven't done done a deal yet. Oh, and that 60 grand, how many times could they have bought a Detroit house? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they, they could have been making yeah. some money yeah. by now. Yeah, that, what is that, that, six properties down there? It could very well be. <laughs> yeah. It could very well be. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the, that's the crazy. I want, so this year I went to, uh, to 10X 
and it's like this big event in Miami. And there were, I, I sat next to people that, you know, it's pretty much like a Rhea, right? Someone goes up there and sells you something, but there it's like everyone that goes on stage sells you something. So I had people that were sitting next to me that were buying every single thing. I was like, first of all, like, how do you have this much money? Like, how big is your credit line that you can buy all these programs? And how are you even going to, like, apply every? It's like, you know, get one thing, learn it, and apply it. That's yeah. that's right. all it takes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Focus, right? you got to yeah. have focus, you know. I'd love to be a wholesaler, wholesaler, but, you know, I picked, I'm going to be a buy and hold investor. Yeah. And even down to the three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,000 square foot, that's my bread and butter. I'm not going to buy things that aren't anything different than that, right? Because mm -hmm. you start getting broader and broader and broader, you know, and uh, it, you lose your focus. And you end up being a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yep. Yeah. Which happens to a lot of people in this yeah. business if you look at it. That they spread too wide, and that's what I was talking about. Once you do it, look at everything, oh. dabble, yeah. and then, um, you know what? Pick your niche. Yeah. And that's what you did, and, yeah. and that's what you're doing, and, and that's what makes it great. There's plenty of niches. Pick the one that you're comfortable with. Yeah. But I think yeah. to go Just along with that, once you get good at, like, buying holds, right? So I have buying holds, and then you get good with it. You, you set up a process, right? Like, now I have a process where I can almost hire someone yeah. and give them my binder and be like, this is how you run all of this. So every situation that comes up, look in the binder, and that's how it's handled. Yep. So at that point once you're really good at you having all your processes for one then you can start branching out and doing the other thing because yep. the other one's right second Scale nature the business yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that i think that's very good and i think part of it too is your time constraints you know if it's a personality fit some people want to be a landlord some people you know would rather just you know they're more handy and they want to do the fix and flip or family and construction i mean it, everybody's situation is different and there's a lot of different ways you you can invest um, the other thing I wanted to touch on with the gurus was a lot of times they're up there and they're, they're telling you, you know, how, how great it is and they're telling you how to do it, but different states have different rules. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how different Indiana is from, from Michigan's rules, but, um, I can tell you plenty of times that people have called us and we have to tell them it, it doesn't work that way here. <laughs> and they just spent a lot of money to, to make their plan and you know they're going to have to take that to a different state to to be able to apply it yeah so i mean and it's so it's knowing your market as well it's different everywhere yeah that's why i've been reluctant to break into the michigan market it's like you know i grew up in indiana so i know indiana i'm comfortable with indiana i'm lucky that you know where i grew up is a good place to invest but i i know uh people and and i'm getting familiar with uh the local laws and the rules there you start breaking into these other markets, you've got to master where you're at first and then decide if I'm going to go to Michigan, I need to understand Michigan and the, the demographics and the, yes. the area and knowing that, you know, the taxes are a lot higher in Michigan. So, you know, the numbers are going to run a lot differently. Yeah, well, that's true. And it's the, just the area, like the actual like city that you invest in, right? Yeah. Like the cities that I invest in. I know as soon as I see a house, what it's worth, what I can pay for, I, it's just automatic. I don't even have to do any research, right? It's probably the same with you, yeah. Jeff, well, in Detroit, well, almost. But the, well, that's what gives you the competitive advantage right. over other investors. Once you know your backyard, yep. what can I pay for that house? How much can I get out of it on rent? Is the city going to ding me for everything? Like you're saying, you got to know the city. you got to know your right. area. Mm -hmm. You know, like Paul was saying, you, you come here compared to Indiana, 
and it's a whole different world. Yeah, and yeah. here, like, you go to Royal Oak, or you go to Detroit, or you go to Warren, each Every one's one got of those, their own little rules. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their own little game going. Yep. You yeah. know, each one of the municipalities has their own structure, how they're going to run it. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure them out, because that can cost you a lot of money and set you back. Yeah. You know, and that's a bad part. Well, and if you're going to be like a, a buy and hold guy, some of our cities here have multiple school districts. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, I Make mean, sure you're in the right one. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be across the street, you know, you might be in a totally different district. Right. So, I mean, and yeah, because you'll see a house and it's like, wow, this one's like 30 grand off on the MLS. Why is it so cheap? And then you buy it and it's like, and then uh, you don't pay attention to the school district and it's like Warren instead of Troy. And it's like, oh, oh. well, <laughs> I guess the rent's like way lower now. <laughs> right. I go. Let me redo this one. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the people that are going to be interested as a tenant, your rent's going to go down. Right. I mean, they're just not going to. Yeah, because they're looking at schools. You know, most of the time they have kids, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to go off the guru stuff, like, not to like knock them like a hundred percent. I still think there's value. Um, so I started doing like my direct mail. I went to like this guru thing on a Saturday. It was like a full day thing of yeah. selling, and uh, what pretty much happened was she ended up giving us the letter the exact letter that she used and she gave us a lot of info and i took good notes and obviously she was selling her two or three thousand dollar program and then what i ended up doing i took her letter i typed it up i followed her instructions that everything she gave us for free and that is how i got my first deal so i didn't even have to go and um go to her program thing i just sat there and paid attention and took notes and applied it here and i mean google like i don't even understand how we there are these gurus google is like the number one guru right (laughs) like between google and youtube and everything there's so much free information out there you can find anything if you're gonna go see a speaker my favorite speakers are the ones that actually give you actionable items that you can leave with and apply and it's not just motivational and pumping you up and you feel really good and you leave and then you're like yeah. what do Flashy i do cars yeah and, i made oh, this yeah, much they, money yeah, so can you yeah. yeah oh yeah. and up your credit card limits <laughs> you <laughs> can buy the program yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah know, they always funny. hit you with that one yeah no but, for the airbnb stuff we paid a few thousand dollars for that education and what was awesome he had a, a website with uh, videos and every video was this is what you're going to do next this is what you're going to do next. Don't watch the next video until you've done these things, right? And then you go to the next one. Okay, now I want you to go do this. And it was, we set up our LLC, you know, we got everything set up. We, you know, um, we had a landlord letter. He gave us a landlord letter to talk to the to landlords about using their property for Airbnb, you know, and you could download that stuff. Now go talk to the landlord. Now find a property, you know. It's, uh, so it was, I think, well worth its weight in gold. Uh, and it was just a few thousand dollars for the program, right? So I don't know if I'd call it a, a guru or not, but you know that's the kind of education that I think is worth it, mm-hmm. right? Because we could probably come up with our own landlord letter, trial and error, and you know, but we were able to quickly take those steps, implement it, go get a property, and and start making uh, you know uh, making the money off of that. Like I said, you know, if they can give you those actionable items yeah. that yeah. you know make your process work that's well worth it i mean and it's a good part of the education mm-hmm. um the other education and I, I know you guys have already talked about it a bit but the rias the other real estate oh, yeah. investor groups yeah. there's little mastermind groups around mm-hmm. here i mean there's probably about six that i try to hit every month yeah. it's um and it's where i meet good people and that's where you hear all these great stories mm-hmm. and there 
there are some new newbies that are coming to those and they're looking for information but there's a lot of experienced people like yeah. you guys that are willing to share your information your experiences that you know what you have found your tips and tricks and i, I know it's very much appreciated well you know and, and a lot of people miss that when they're doing this if you go to the rias and you go to the meetups and you get around people one is you're going to get an education two is you're going to see who the true players are in the area and and you might just get lucky if you're doing what you should do and you could get a mentor out of it yeah and the biggest thing for me like i've talked about before to other people was last year 85 percent of all the money i made last year was from networking working doing deals with other people where did i meet them at the meetup groups at the ria groups that's where I've met all the people that I'm doing business with. And literally 85% of my money last year come from that. So I, to me personally, I can't stress enough the importance of networking, the importance of working with people and just getting around like-minded people. And next thing you know, it just starts happening for you. And find a mentor. I'm huge on finding mentors. You know, if you get a mentor, they steer you right. I've, I've had mentors, and I'll admit I've paid for mentors, and I've had free mentors. I went both routes, and I've got great value. Matter of fact, I met Tio at the first mentor I ever had. Yeah, yeah, I think that is where the first time. Yeah, that's the first yeah. time we'd ever met was, was at his meetups. Yep, another he, meetup. Yeah, another meetup, and, and uh, he become a mentor of mine. And then from that, it spawned off to another mentor at another meetup, and it's just flowed into that. And literally everybody I've met in this business has been from them. Yeah, and I, people don't realize this when they first get into real estate. Uh, and I think you see it a, a few on podcasts and stuff, but, you know, networking, it, real estate truly is a networking and a people business, yes. right? Uh, especially, you know, wholesaling, you know, going and sitting in living rooms and, you know, trying to help them out, you know, understanding their story. Uh, you know, but even a buy and hold investor like myself, networking with people and, you know, who knows the area if you're investing out of state. Yeah. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time on the phone with people out of state, you know, eyes and ears, people that I can trust building relationships. So it truly is a networking and people business. And you, that you put a lot of your time and energy into meeting as, me, as many people as possible. I go to the RIAs. Most of you I met at the RIAs uh, there in Macomb. And uh, even though I don't invest here in Michigan, you know, our relationships here have been very, very valuable yeah. and I've learned a lot from it, right? Even though I don't invest in this area. Yeah, it's totally invaluable. Yeah. You know, I'd see Erica, she goes to all of them like I do. I go to a whole bunch, she goes to a whole bunch. And, you know, you get to see the same people too. So, you know, them people are seriously taking action. Yeah. Because usually the ones that aren't, they're in and out in six months. You see them, then they're gone, you never see them again, but you get to start seeing people over and over, then you know. Okay, them are people that are doing business, doing action, that's who you wanna be around. Yep. Well, and a, a lot of the, um, the, the groups, the networking groups, and it's not just other investors. I mean, you can find money sources there, you can find contractors there, you can get referrals to those types of people there as well. So, I mean, it, it's a great place to go for, for all aspects of your, of your business. Yeah, everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, truly is. That's right. how I found her was through it. Right. She does all my deals here. here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and then, you know, as far as our, our group goes, I mean, we are um, founding members, so we're kind of the core of the group. 
So what are you hoping to get out of our group? And then what are you able to bring to our group? What can people count on you for? Let me okay. take that, Jeff. Or take it. You're okay. going ahead. You take that. Well, uh, so I was very, very honored that uh, I was reached out and asked to be a founding member. Um, my, I just lost some audio in my... Oh, there I am. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm very honored to be asked to be a founding member for the group. And, uh, you know, I really want the opportunity to further network, uh, especially uh, when we have more people join the, the group. We uh, have an opportunity to talk with new investors, people that maybe aren't comfortable going to ARIAs quite yet, um, and sharing free information, uh, networking. A lot of those people, you know, we end up could do deals with or, you know, business with in the future. But I really believe, and I, I mentioned this uh, when I was asked, is, you know, a uh, attitude of abundance, right? The Whatever you give out will come back to you, right? Uh, and so for me, uh, being a part of this group, my opportunity to share what I've learned uh, so that other people don't make the same mistakes uh, and help others uh, to be successful. That's definitely a big part of, of uh, being a part of this group. Very good. Tio? My turn? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd probably be the same thing. Pretty much share what I've learned so far. And, uh, I mean, you never know who you're going to meet, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I've met at Rio's that are like, so, you know, how can I help you? And I'm like, well, I'm looking for places in this area. If you find something, you know, you know who to call. And if it's something that I'm not interested in, then I can, you know, point you in the right direction to someone that could help you with it. So, yeah. well, I'll tell you, when I was approached about joining this group, we started talking about it and it was all about changing how things are done around here, making it more of a friendly community making it more of a working together community instead of always fighting against one another. The first thing that was talked to me about was let's change it and make it where everybody wants to work together. There's plenty of deals out there. If we were all millionaires, we couldn't buy all the deals. Let's be real. But everybody has a scarce mindset like you were talking about. And, and they're like, look, we want to change this. We want to make a group where everybody feels welcome. Nobody's talking bad to anybody. Everybody's wanting to help one another. And I'll tell you what, when, when they come to us and Dylan actually come to me the first time and started talking and I talked to Erica about it and it just really made sense what they wanted to do. And, and for me, that's a big part is the giving back, making it where everybody feels happy, everybody feels comfortable. And that's just what I want. I want to make it where people make money together because I know how important it is. You know, I know myself personally. Well, I mean, we all have our, our businesses and we all want to be successful, but it really is. I mean, I can't be successful by myself. It is really a, a whole collaboration of, of people and team and efforts and networking. And I like to share that back. I go to several conferences every year, too. I bring that back. If it's something that would help my clients, I share it with them. Same thing with my team. So we are really trying to focus on with this group is, is being positive, being supportive, um, a safe place for people to come in and ask questions and actually get real help. So, I mean, part of our, our mantra, I guess, is, is to share the love all around. Um, 
So key advice, maybe, is there, is there one thing that, that you could tell a brand new investor that would make a, a big difference or an impact? Is there something that somebody had told you or shared with you, whether it's an idea or, or if it was more of a, a confidence thing or where to look? Mine's kind of, I think the biggest thing with any business or anything you do in life, it, it's your mindset. And it's like what you guys are saying, if you guys have that abundance mindset that just seeing how big the world is, seeing how many people are in the world and how much opportunity there is in the world, and not just because you grew up a certain way and you know maybe it, it wasn't like the best way, that doesn't mean you can't work yourself up to you know live like the 1% or you know whatever your goals are. But I think it all comes down to, to your mindset. And that's, I think that's the most important thing with anything. Oh. I think that's very true. And, you know, there's there's books that you read, and a lot of them, it is. It's just about changing, yeah. changing the way you think, changing the way you look at things. If you can just tweak that question another 5%, you know, mm -hmm. how is that going to uh, change your outcome? Yeah, because yeah, I've read a lot of books on, like, self-development and all that stuff. And at, at the end of the day, every single one of those books, if you were to summarize every self-development book, it's it's talking about mindset. So, you know, I mean, like, that's the only thing it's talking about is getting um, and like I also like the law of attraction, right? Like getting negative, um, the negative things that everyone around you tells you, like, oh, that's not going to work. That economy is going to crash. Like, again, all that, all that, all those limiting beliefs, getting those out of your mind, you know, that that I think is what getting to success is. Yeah, yeah, avoiding sure. the naysayers, right? Surrounding yourself. That's why RIAs and groups like this are so important. I probably wouldn't have gotten involved in real estate if I wouldn't have been involved in this face, private Facebook group for the HELOC. All, there's all of these people, like literally thousands of people that are doing this. So this is not so, some niche off the wall, you know, investment idea that, you know, this is real and it's, it's not a gimmick or a scam or anything like that. So surrounding your, yourself with people that have done this before they understand it uh and and can give you positive energy uh, uh that's very very important because i don't know about all your families but you know when i tell my family oh i'm i'm a real estate investor oh i i wouldn't do that or you know i heard so and so had rentals and you know in this place and uh you know tenants came in and just mm -hmm. completely trashed them i was like okay, you know, that can happen, right? But some of the podcasts that I'd listen to, you know, uh, they say um, no problem in real estate can't be solved, right? And how that's positive energy, right? It's yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, this is a job. There's, it, it's not going to be easy when they say passive income. Okay, yeah, I mean, from a tax perspective, but it's work. You know, you got to put your back into it. It's hustle, right? Especially for us W-2 folks. Uh, you know, we really have to do it on the side and, and put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, but what you were saying is where you take your advice from. That is so important because, like, the people that we have in our lives that aren't in real estate or aren't in whatever business we want to be in, um, those people are probably not in that business, right? So why would you take your advice from that person? It makes right. no sense, right? Yeah. Go ask a person that's doing it and see what they say. And their response is probably going to be 110% different than, you know, the person that's not doing it. That, that's the biggest thing because I had the same thing, right? Family and friends and everyone's like, oh, you know, don't do that. That's, 
that's dangerous that you're how they're gonna (laughs) steal everything all your appliances are gonna be gone there's gonna be holes in all the walls and then i was like so how many rentals you guys have they're like none i'm like okay and then you talk to people that have them and they're like yeah this is awesome (laughs) you know it's all about that mindset it truly is and and that's that's what it is it's like you guys are saying it's mindset 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 when i first got into this uh, uh, an old guy tommy rogers down in south carolina he uh he said something he said he's like look you can do this he said you just got to decide if you want to do it yeah. and and really that's what it comes down to like you guys keep saying and everybody that says it that's really into this it's mindset and that's what people coming into this really need to understand is it's all in your mind i don't care if you're rich if you're poor if you're college educated, if you're a high school dropout, you can do this. Anybody can do this business. You just got to decide if you want to do this business. Get to that mental state and do it. And, and that is the biggest, biggest thing with this. Tell yourself you want to do it if you want to do it. Then have yourself do it. Make yourself do it. And, you know, that positive reinforcement, you're going to fail, oh, yes. right? That you're not going to get into this and it's just going to be, you know, uh, uh, an easy walk. You're going to get in and you're going to fail. And how important is that positive reinforcement? Okay, pick yourself up, go get it again, right? And I think even people that, that try and fail, right, how many, if you could just pull the trigger and then you fail and then, okay, this is not for me, right? You surround yourself at Riaz and, you know, in these groups and say, hey, you know, get back up, dust yourself off, and go after it again, right? How many times, it, you know, in the short year that I've been investing, you know, we've had our ups and downs, right? Even with the Airbnb, we've had our ups and downs. And it, you just got to, uh, you know, that mindset and surrounding yourself with people that encourage you, uh, got to keep going and learn from your failures and react and improve. And keep, yeah. keep going. I mean, yeah. I mean, I you know, I hate to say it, it's, you know, you're not going to go out and pick out pretty tiles and work four hours a day and make it at this. Yeah. Have the mindset that you got to put some work in, like you said, and put yourself around people. Yeah. You know, positive people, people that are going to help you get there. Yeah. Not try to get something out of you. They're going to truly and honestly help you try to get there just to try to help you. And your mind will turn. It, it does, you know, a 360. It's like, boom. Okay, I got this. How's that for golden nuggets? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> well, and I, I can tell, tell you my, my secret. With real estate investors, they will always find a way to invest in real estate. Yeah. I don't care what the market is. I don't care if it's great, if it's not. They will find a way. That and, and overcome. And yeah. for the last 15 years where I've been in investing, that's all I see. And there's some people that, you know, rode the wave and up and down and there were times where it wasn't great but they still found a way and they survived and they they kept going and it's amazing how creative real estate investors can be you know they figure out a way to make that deal happen and how to make it work for them and they continue to make their money what's amazing to me when i listen to these podcasts these guys that have they rode that wave and they hit rock bottom and they lost everything and then, you know, here I am just now getting into it, hearing how they came out of it. They hit rock bottom, lost everything, and then they built it right back up again. It's like, like what? Stronger, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. What kind of a mindset does it take you to lose everything mm-hmm. and then build it right back up again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they didn't do it by themselves, right? They had strong spouses. 
They had a strong network, and they did not give up. Adapt and overcome. Yeah, yeah you can take their money, but you can't take their knowledge. Right, exactly. And you they know, learned. Hopefully, they, they learned, learned a lot yeah, from that. Right, you know, huge yeah. failure, right? Because there's no such thing as failure, right? Just look at it as education. Every time something goes wrong, you just learn a new thing. Whatever, if it costs you 10, 20, 30 grand, that's just what it costs to learn that lesson, right? But guarantee you won't do that. It's better than paying a guru the 10, 20 grand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to get a better education. Yeah, Yeah, you'll remember that for sure. (laughs) You're going to remember that. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us, you know, have just been in a little bit. You know, us three sitting here, Eric has been in this game for a while. And, and, you know, like Dylan, he's been in it a long time. But for us guys, it's been in it why the times are good. Yeah. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. And But we've learned from some of the older guys. I shouldn't say older guys, but some of the guys that have been around longer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, wisdom people. Um, you know, we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- how do you handle this? And listen to them and just take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can tell everyone that failed when the economy tanked why they failed, right? They were just over leveraged. Yeah. So yeah. if you can take their lessons, that that's, again, Google and YouTube and all that. Take everyone's yeah. lessons. You know, you can watch videos and they'll tell you why they failed. Yeah. yeah. So just don't do that and you'll be have that portion yeah. <laughs> covered. Yeah. But what is great about us, though, what our time is, we can actually meet these guys. You know, we all meet them at RIAs. We all hang out with them and different stuff. The people that went through that failure that are still there, it's like, okay, he survived. He might have been living in his car for a minute, but he got out and he's got a house again, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you made it. And, and you know, and you look at it and all the guys and girls in it that was in there at that point, that's people I look to, too. You know, I try to get inspiration from them and little nuggets from them. Yeah. You know, what would you do on this? Because they pretty much went through it all. They've lost it. They've had it. Lost it. Had it again. Yeah. What What did you do in this situation? Don't be afraid to ask them. Yeah. Ask them all the time. Everyone likes to talk about real estate, right? So ask them yeah. about real estate. They'll they'll talk all day. Right. Talk all day, won't they? <laughs> That's where they're there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are all experts in your in your own niche in your own field, and I know we talk about focusing on one type of and kind of sticking with it. But there's nothing wrong with partnering on a different deal or learning mm-hmm. something new. And I mean, Airbnb is a fairly new concept in, in the investment portion, especially here in Michigan. Yeah. So, I mean, it's awesome. You know, I mean, there's always something yeah. new, something new to learn. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is great stuff. I mean, and that's Paul and them. I've been talking about that Airbnb because it is another avenue and an angle that I'm now ready to take. And, you know, we've talked about that in the past. And that's something that I'm diligently trying to learn because I'm like, Oh, this might even be better in rentals because you don't have the hassles. And, you know, it's like, okay, like you said, don't don't close your eyes. Get your niche, but always look for yeah. something else if you've got it. Now, I found it really interesting, especially when you started looking at the different apps and things that you could use. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Airbnb, it sounds tough. You yeah. know, I mean, because it's, it's a constant turnover. Mm-hmm. And, but all the apps to keep yeah. it going and organized, and it's it's amazing, really, you know, how you, how you make that work. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it is. Is there any last words we want to go out with? Anything that people can really, you know, you want people to call you or reach out to you for? Are you looking for anything? Um, actually, what I'm looking for is I'm looking to help more people. That's all I'm looking for. Um, if anybody has any questions uh, about Detroit or any kind of wholesaling or wholesaling, 
any of that kind of stuff, just reach out to me anytime. And, you know, you can get through me through Facebook, Jeff Shipp. Um, I got a website, uh, jeffship.com. It's S-H-I-P-P. Just get a hold of me, anything you need. I'm uh, going tomorrow for a young couple that I actually met at the Macomb Rhea. Uh, they got their first deal under contract. They're getting it right now. I've been kind of helping them go through that. And we're going to sit down tomorrow and go through their final paperwork. And that's, that's really what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to help people. And, and we'll eventually, you know, hopefully we'll do business together. Yep. That's how I look at it. Uh, no, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, like Jeff said, you know, I'm uh, the reason why I'm here. I want to help other people. Uh, I want to be part of that part positive energy, encourage people. Um, so uh, you can get me on Facebook. I'm, you know, part of the group, and uh, you know, I don't have a website yet, <laughs> but um, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. So, and then Macomb Ria, we, you know, hope everybody goes to the Macomb Ria and uh, networks, and yep. you'll probably run into me there as well. And so if people want to reach out to you, I mean, are they free to ask you questions about, about the Airbnb and about yep. remote landlording and, and remote investing? Up. Absolutely. Hit me up. Yep. Awesome. Tio? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered everything. Uh, if anyone needs any help with anything, uh, wholesaling, direct mail, marketing, whatever, rentals or what processes to have in place or any of that stuff yeah anytime i can be reached like i said part of group facebook group so anyone can feel free and reach out anytime awesome well everyone thank you so much for coming out and being a part of our round table and sharing the love with everybody and, and some education and about your journeys and, and your golden nuggets we we certainly appreciate it so um we'll see you next time on the michigan real estate investor network roundtable podcast You've been listening to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast. Let's call it the network. To subscribe to the show, go to www.michiganreinetwork.com where you can have the show sent right to your inbox. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to be on a future show, there's a link on the site to submit your info. The network is 100% focused on the Michigan real estate investing community. Whether you're brand new or a grizzled vet, we want you to be a part and share the love.